Bible Treasures Topic 10 Spiritual Gifts Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. The subject of study during the last seven weeks has been spiritual gifts. And the topic that is before us is how not to operate gifts. So far, we have done seven lessons. Lesson number one, do not be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Lesson number two, do not over-differentiate between gifts and talents. Lesson number three, do not be waiting to be pushed. Lesson number four, do not violate biblical principles. Lesson number five, do not exceed your measure. Lesson number six, do not underestimate less spectacular gifts. Last week we studied lesson number seven. Do not function independently. Today we'll move on to lesson number eight. How not to operate gifts. Do not neglect devotional disciplines. Do not neglect devotional disciplines. Jesus gave power over demons to his disciples even in the 10th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Look at the first words. When Jesus has called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. But when you come to the 17th chapter, we find that the disciples were not able to cast out demon from a boy who was suffering from a terrible condition. Look at the 16th words. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus healed that boy and delivered him from their possession. But the disciples were wondering why they were not able to do it. The 19th words. The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast him out? Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. And he did not stop there. He went one step further in verse 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. The truth is very clear. Even though they were already bestowed with the power to cast out demons, Jesus says that must be added up with prayer and fasting. And we are going to present before you today Three important devotional disciplines that you should constantly keep working at so that your gifts operation is effective. The first discipline is intercessory prayer. Turn with us to the book of Jude and we will read to you the 20th verse. You, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. 
Here we read about building up. In other words, warming up in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we'll be able to operate with full effectiveness. Turn with us to the book of Leviticus 6th chapter where we have a pictorial representation of this beautiful truth. Read verses 12 and 13. Fire and the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it and he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. And come to the 13th verse. A perpetual fire shall burn on the altar. It shall never go out. It is only by regular intercessory prayer, beloved, on the altar of your life, you can keep the perpetual fire burning all the time so that you can effectively operate the gifts of the Spirit. Turn with us to the same book, ninth chapter. Look at the 23rd verse. Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out and blessed people. If we have to bless people, first we should get into the presence of God. And only then people will see the glory of God. This is an eternal principle that runs throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Oh, beloved, we all talk about the word of wisdom as one of the gifts of the Spirit. And we know Apostle James in his book said, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give to every man liberally. So word of wisdom is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you ask God for wisdom, He acts upon that more wisdom so that your functioning and operating of the gift becomes more effective. We all know Prophet Elijah was a man of unusual power. Now you cannot just like that stop rain for three and a half years and then you speak and then immediately rains will start pouring out. But nevertheless, when that incident is commented upon in the New Testament, what is stressed there is the prayer aspect of it. Turn with us to the book of James 5th chapter. Look at the 17th verse. Elijah was a man with a nature like our words, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Look at the 18th verse. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Just before the 17th verse, look at the latter end of the 16th verse. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah, no doubt, was gifted with mighty power. But the stress that is given to us here on the pages of the New Testament is on prayer. Beloved, we all know that the power of the Holy Spirit came on the 120 disciples on the day of Pentecost. And we read in the third chapter of Acts of the Apostles that an unusual miracle was performed by them. 
Even then, in the fourth chapter, we find the early church gathered together for a fresh prayer. Acts of the Apostles, fourth chapter. We will read in verse 30 that they asked the Lord to stretch out His hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of the Holy Servant Jesus. And in the 31st word, we read that when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They all filled with the Holy Spirit again and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Second chapter, they experienced Pentecostal power. The third chapter, they saw a miracle performed before them. Even then in the fourth chapter, they gathered together again to pray. Yes, beloved, more prayer means more power. Less prayer means less power. No prayer means no power. That is the reason why Jesus Christ often withdrew himself for a place of solitude for prayer, even though he had all the power upon him. The second devotional discipline that we should attend to is painstaking Bible meditation. Turn with us the exhortation Apostle Paul gave to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4th chapter. In the 14th words, he talks about the gift that is in Timothy. Don't neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. And how can he attend to that gift? Look at the 13th words. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation and to teaching. Come to the 15th words. Meditate on these things and give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. He talks about meditation, he talks about reading, that is to enhance the operation of the gift that is already in Timothy. Now we all know that faith is basic to all the gifts of the Spirit. How do we say that? Jesus said, these signs shall follow those who believe. Where do we get that faith? We all have that verse which is very familiar to all of us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We talk about often the gift of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And how do we sharpen those gifts? When we have the help of the Holy Spirit, and we use the help of the Holy Spirit in understanding the scriptures, then we are able to get more wisdom and more knowledge. That's what Jesus said. Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truths. The more you study the scriptures, that extent you will understand the truths. And with that confines of the truth, you'll be able to teach the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. You are not speaking from your own words. You speak with the words which the Holy Spirit teaches. That is, the words, the very words of the scripture. 
when you become thorough and get saturated with the biblical principles, it will be easy for you to keep your gifts operating within the biblical boundaries. Read the Bible as much as possible. Meditate it as deeply as possible. Take all the pains to understand the scriptures. Then that will improve and enhance your gifts operation. And the third devotional discipline is personal sanctification. Whatever one thing we should always remember. The gifts do not reside in us. The gifts reside in the Holy Spirit who resides in us. That's the truth that we learn even from the book of Genesis. Book of Genesis 41st chapter. Here we have the example of Joseph. 15th words. Pharaoh tells Joseph that I think you can interpret the dream for me. 16th words. Joseph answered to Pharaoh saying, It is not in me, but God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Now this truth was immediately recognized and caught by Pharaoh. Look at the 38th verse. Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? That is Joseph. In him is the Spirit of God. In that Spirit of God is the gift of interpretation of wisdom. Yes, beloved, gifts reside in the Spirit who resides in us. That is why these gifts are called gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are warned by the Holy Spirit. And these gifts are actually a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12.7, the manifestation of the Spirit. Now therefore, beloved, we should not do anything that will grieve or quench the Holy Spirit. If we involve in anything that will grieve the Holy Spirit or quench Him, then the gifts cannot operate properly. Turn with us for an illustration in book of Ephesians 4th chapter. We read in the 30th verse, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. What is said before that? 29th words we read about corrupt communication. What do we read after that in the 31st words? Bitterness, anger, clamor and evil speaking. So all these things will grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is grieved at one point of time he gets quenched also. It is very important that we take frequent effort and exercise to self-examine ourselves so that the Holy Spirit is given total freedom and He is kept at home in our hearts. In the previous talk we found that gifts are actually given not on our merit but according to the grace of God. That is why when the people, when they saw the man who was healed, they were looking unto the apostles, they said, Why do you look at us as if we have done it with our own godliness? Now that is why we want to understand that it is not our holiness that performs miracles. 
At the same time, God must have a clean vessel to be used for His glory. Second Timothy, second chapter. We'll read verses 21 and 22. If anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So it is not by our holiness a miracle is performed. For God to use us, we must be a vessel, a clean vessel, sanctified for the master's use. This is the truth we read in the book of Joshua also. What did Joshua tell the people? Sanctify yourselves today. Tomorrow you shall see wonders from God. God's wonders of tomorrow demand our sanctification of today. So beloved, when we talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, we should never ever forget that word, fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit always go together. Fear of the Lord means we don't do anything that will displease the Lord. What is the problem today? People, instead of steadily going through these uh, devotional disciplines, they want some shortcut methods. They go from preacher to preacher to just have the hands laid on them. But beloved, what does the Bible say? Paul told Timothy, don't lay hands suddenly on any man. Don't become a partaker of their sin. In other words, he says that laying out of hands should be a very restricted work. There is no shortcut to receive the power and the gifts of God. We must go through these devotional disciplines. Regular prayer. Systematic Bible meditation and frequent self-examination leading to practical holiness. Praise God for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We all already have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need to identify them. Where is your interest? Where do you actually excel? Find that out and try to shine in that. Don't try to copy somebody else and be frustrated. Maybe it is a gift of helps. Or it may be a gift of administration. If you recognize that God has given you the gift of helps, maybe you should try to join with ministries like World Vision. Or you can try to learn some lessons from the institution of Mother Teresa and the missionaries of charity. Or when you find that God has given you the gift of administration, try to attend as many management seminars as possible. And try to go and participate in leadership training programs. Try to use all of them. So devotional disciplines and practical training will enable you to enhance your gifts and your operation of gifts will be more effective. How not to operate gifts? Do not neglect devotional disciplines. God bless you.